Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello, good evening. I'm here. It's uh, Facebook Live tonight. It's a very, ex- well, potentially very exciting tonight, but I didn't want to make too much of a big thing about it because I have asked Kurum to join me um, because I had some tricky questions last week about um, facelifts and I didn't know what to say. So um, I've sent him a link and I know he's operating this evening and I, and I, and I, so I don't know if he'll, he's going to make it. So I don't make a big deal about it because he might not make it. But uh, that, I've got split screen technology. Um, if he clicks the link, he will come into my lobby. Uh, I've got a lobby and uh, anyone he, out there can come into my lobby. If anyone wants to come into my lobby, they're more than welcome to. Uh, actually, how do you do that? How does someone out there? Um, I think what you do, I gave him this link, so I can give you the link. Uh, if I put the link there, yeah, there you go. Does that come up as a link if you want to come into my lobby? Hi, Jan. Nice to see you. Jan's here tonight. Um, any, anyone wants to come into my lobby, they can. Um, I, I'm making out I know what happens. I don't know what happens if you click the link, to be honest. But um, it's some kind of split screeny type thing that you can talk like live will be side to side that's what i'm hoping Kurum will do but who knows um he hasn't i spoke to him yesterday but he hasn't um he hasn't replied to my email so i don't know whether he'll be coming or not but anyway that's very exciting so i hope he, if he doesn't come i'll see if i can get him next week so um the first thing i've got to do before i forget is i have got to do live Oh, hold on. I'm using the mouse instead of this mouse. Live. Now, just to demonstrate my split screen technology, check that out. Uh, I can do better than that. Oh, no, I want the other way around. There you go. Live. Um, I'm going to be doing. Oops, I'm going to be doing the. Um, we've had a thing on Facebook, uh, which I accidentally put on Instagram. I got told off about that. I wasn't supposed to put it on Instagram, but. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know I was putting on Instagram, but anyway, um, and I've got the entries here, which I've got a, I've got a live, like mix them all up and pick out a winner. All right. We've had literally tens of entries. Here we go. We're going with this one. So the winner is, oh God, I've picked, <laughs> I hope you didn't see that. I picked up two. Right. The winner is, um, can you see that? Number six. And number six is Sarah Jane Beaver. So Sarah Jane Beaver is the winner of our competition. I think we're going to do this regularly, actually. I think we're going to... Is it going to be every week or every month? I don't know. Um, but uh, we're giving away this, this um, Sunsense, the, the uh, anti-aging. How do you do anti-aging cream? But anyway, it is... Um, I haven't got personal experience of the daily face anti-aging cream, but the certainly the Sunsense products are really good. We've um, uh, been very happy with them, and we're giving away some some of them. And so Sarah Jane Beaver, I don't know how, I guess, she, well, however you contacted us, whether it be Facebook or uh, Instagram, we will contact you back and then... To be honest, it's the first time we've done this, so I don't know how this is going to work. I guess we're going to ask you for your address, and then you're going to send us. Um, oh, uh, get send us the. Um, then we'll send it to you. Sherilyn's asked for the link up again. Yes, Sherilyn's coming on board. You bet, Sherilyn. I don't know. If it, let me know if this works. Copy to clipboard. Oh, I think it's still there. Oh, does it disappear then? Oh, I, I got. No, I know what I can do, Sherilyn. I've got something better to do here. Sorry. Is that better? Does that come as a comment? Does that come as a comment? Yes, yes, that's a comment. There you go. Um, oh God, pressure's on now. You coming in, Sherilyn? You coming in the? You coming in the lobby? So, um, 
I'm going to put that away because I'm getting prepared for Sherilyn coming in the lobby potentially. Oh, Jan's coming in the lobby. Oh, my God, Jan's coming in the lobby. Okay, Jan. Looking forward to seeing you in my lobby. I've got my lobby section here. So, um, God. Oh, it's getting a bit stressful now. Right, well, I'm just going to carry on. If I see anyone, if, if you if you think you're in my lobby, tell me if I'm not seeing you, um, because I've got a lobby and I'm not seeing anyone yet. So let's do some. Well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what is this? So this is. Uh, I can explain what this is. This is live Q and A with plastic surgeon JJ Stano. Yours truly. Uh, every Tuesday, seven o'clock. Um, and your job is to comment and share on a scrolling basis. Uh, so I uh, have got some live, uh, um, I've got some pre-recorded questions, but if you have any live questions, then please. Oh God, I've got to put that aside to remember who that was. Anyway, we can just look at the video, can't we? Um, please feel free to uh, ask any questions that might come into your uh, head while I'm going. Um, but uh, here's some questions which I have got preordained. Um, always welcome preordained questions. So uh, looking out the lobby, guys. I'm not seeing anything in the lobby, but you know it's all right. Oh, hold on. Yes, but can't click on it. Can't click on the link. Oh, you can't click on the link. Hmm. What about if I say, how about if I say, please, uh, no, you are welcome to come to the lobby. I put some writing with it. Oh, no, I'm putting the wrong place. Sorry. Put it in the, as a comment. You are welcome. Oh, just Teething problems, guys. Teasing problems. I haven't done this before. I did it once on Instagram and it just worked instantly. I didn't I don't know what the person did. They just did something and it oh god I've left that on. Oh no. Um right, let's it's all go. It's all kicking off now. Um right. So the link is there. Anyone's coming to the lobby? So the link's there. Please feel free. What's the lobby? Um, can't click on it. Uh, the lobby is means that you can do a split screen. So if you want to live ask me a question, you can split screen it. Uh, you can you can click on the link, and then I think what it'll do is if you're on a phone or a computer, or something, I'm guessing it's going to access your webcam, and so your webcam will be uh, like basically like that or like that so i'll be here you'll be there no there you'll be there um or i can just do that but i think that i don't know if the audio does the audio go when i do that i don't know anyway that's what the lobby is so so you can go on i can put you on completely so there you go um so that is what that is If you want to come, if you want to ask me a question, just if you don't want to come in the lobby, just ask me a question uh, on the chat. But if you want to actually ask me a question live, you can. So there. Oh, here we go. It's saying open up an app and leave Facebook, then it won't work. All oh, right. Oh, so much for that. Well, maybe that's what Kurum. I better check my emails. Maybe that's what Kurum is my email. Oh. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. Bring a guest into the broadcast from the lobby below. Add guests. Copy to copy to clipboard. Open up an app and leave Facebook. Then it won't work. Oh, oh. you know what? I'm sorry. I, I haven't practiced this and maybe I should have practiced it. I thought you could just cut, paste the link and click the link. And I don't know what I thought would happen. Oh. What's the app? Anyway. Mm. Well, I'll look into it. I'll look into it in the week. Sorry. 
Well, good. Sherilyn, thank you for even thinking. Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane's here. here. Sarah Jane, you've won the, you've, oh, we spoke your name wrong. You spot it with an it. Oh, no, it's weird. You won the lottery, Sarah. You have won the lottery. I'm talking about the Sunsense products. You are the winner. I don't know if you were here earlier, but all those, does the audio go in? That picture goes like that. All those, all those products there are yours. And uh, so, Sarah, can you tell us your address so we can send them to you? Facebook me, direct message me. I think you need to open an app. If I click the link on Facebook page, he asked to open it in app. Can hear you still if you put the other screen on? Okay. Um, so, okay. So then, then my picture and picture thing's not working. So Kuram probably won't be able to do this. So um, I've been missold and I thought I could do split screen. Um, there you go. Sarah, what are those emojis? Um is that the love heart thing? Anyway, I'm exhausted. I've barely started. Right. So sorry about the app thing. Um, uh, I am. Oh, God. Oh, it's gone. Um, sorry about the app thing. And no, thank you, Sarah. I don't know how you won. You probably commented on something or be live. Yes. Be live is the program that I'm using. So is that an app? So um, be live. Maybe that's why I've done wrong. I was clapping hands, is it? Um, be live is the thing that I am doing this on. It sort of links with Facebook. I don't know what. I don't know what the app is. I haven't got the app. I'm doing it on my laptop. I haven't got the be live app anyway. So okay. Well, maybe the maybe the picture in picture thing. We'll have to look into that further. Um, are you all on phones then? Does that mean you're all on phones? You have to open the app. Maybe if you're on a if maybe if you're on a computer, then you don't have to open the app. Um, so, well, um, I, I was going to do this. I'm going to do this question at the end because God knows if Kuram does come, he can answer the eyelid surgery. I've got the eyelid surgery, and Sherilyn, I haven't forgotten. I've got this. But I'm not going to put that up unless unless uh, Kuram comes because I don't know anything about a Madonna and a Malibu lift. But that was yours, Sherilyn, from last week. Um, yeah, iPad, iPhone. Look at you guys. You're the mobile. You're the, it's because you're all you're all kids. Hmm? Us oldies, we use the um, we use the laptops. Huh? All the kids these days are all using the iPads, iPhones. Uh, not big on it myself. I laptop person myself. Yeah, I think it's because you're, you're you as well, Sarah Jane. Honestly, um, right. So everyone's on their phones. Are you watching this on your phone? Is it all right watching on your phone? iPad maybe, but a phone, unless you've got one of those big ones. Um, anyway, whatever. Um, actually, my wife does it with Facebook on the phone. Thinking about it. Um, so here we go. Um, we're going to kick off with this one. How do you get firm breasts if only having an uplift and reduction, not wanting implants? Um, well, it's a tricky one, that, because it really, um, the answer is, it, I mean, it's all relative. And I think one of the problems with uh, cosmetic surgery and society and uh, media is what the people think a breast it looks like and they think a breast looks like this big round thing that's quite firm you know so when you're doing an uplift and reduction so a reduction is the same i don't have to do that a reduction is the same as an uplift oh shouldn't say too much because that's a question later on but basically they're the same operation but a reduction makes them smaller um you're tightening the skin and you're making the breasts higher up on your chest and you're making them in a better position and firmer and um, in, a, in, a, in a more youthful position. But I always stress to people that in time they do settle, don't sag, because people think, oh, I'm not I'm having the surgery because they sag. They don't sag, but they do settle, and they do settle to sort of less fullness in the upper pole, less fullness in the upper part. They're not quite as rounded, and they're perhaps not quite as firm as sometimes what people associate with implants. And people associate the implant sort of thing, where they're quite full and they're quite firm, with how breasts are breasts aren't like that that's 
sort of unnatural, I guess, because it's implant, it's silicone. So the question is, you know, how do you get them? They are definitely firmer after a lift or a reduction than they were before because the skin is tightened and all the tissues are tightened. But because you're dealing with natural breast tissue, those tight tissues, when they first have it done, they're very tight and they're like that. And, oh, God. and then they settle. They always settle to what I would say is more natural feel and a more natural look with less fullness in the upper part and a more natural feel. But that is less firm. So the very sort of firm look and feel, full upper pole, feeling very firm is implants. So, you know, you, that's why you have we have to have a sort of conversation with you to see what you're after. If you are after what the perception of the implant look is with the fullness up here and really quite firm, you can't get that with your natural breast. So if you are after that sort of thing, you can't get it with an uplift. You would have to accept that they will soften, the tissues will soften. It doesn't matter how firm we make them when we first do it. One of the risks of doing lifts and implants, uh, uh, sorry, lifts and reductions is that the wounds can break down because it's so tight. We make it really tight. Um, but it doesn't matter how tight we make it, over time it settles and it gives, the skin gives. That's a natural tendency of the skin. And so we can never make it quite as firm as, um, as implants would. So you've got to think, if you've got in your mind that implant look, ooh, tight, big, round boobs, that is not going to happen with uh, our implants. If you just have a lift, then um, they will feel tight to start off with, but they will soften and settle to what I would say is more natural. But, you know, it's up to what the patient thinks um, rather than what I think. Hold on a minute. What's going on here? What's going on? I missed the load of chat. Chitty chat. Sarah is we're on iPhones. Sherilyn, I heard it's a bunch of fillers and Botox. I heard it's a bunch of fillers and Botox. Hands up, cheer it. What? Hmm? I heard it's a bunch of fillers and Botox. I heard, what? Oh, what? The, the prize. You heard the prize was a bunch of fillers and Botox, did you? Oh, God. Take it up with the team, Sherilyn. It's not doing me. I thought it was that daily face stuff. Um, is that what you mean? Roseanne is on the phone. Okay. One word answer, phone. Don't need any more than that. On the other hand, Sherilyn, iPhone 6 Plus. That's the specificity we're after. 6 Plus, that's a big one, isn't it? The 6 Plus. Um, Jan, when doing breast implants, do you use the purse string effect around the nipple with using Gore-Tex? Flipping heck. God, Jan, is this sort of common knowledge? Wow per string effects using cortex right so jan's getting technical here team oh i'll put a question up there um so uh i don't jan and the reason i don't is because what you're talking about there when you're using the per string effect around the nipple so hold on a minute when doing breast implants do you mean when doing a lift slash a lift with implants i think you probably mean a lift do you I think you're talking about more of a lift there, Jan, when you're talking about the purse string effect around the nipple. So um, when you do the, a lift, when you tighten the skin of the breast, which is what a lift is, there's different patterns of scarring. And they range from just around the nipple, circumareola um, incision. If I turn this off in case it goes off again. Um, circumareola, uh, just, just around the nipple. Then you can have around the nipple and down, which is the lollipop, or you can have around the nipple down and then one in the fold, which is the anchor or the inverted T. And a lot of people say, oh, I just I want minimum scarring. Everyone wants minimum scarring. We want to make minimum scarring, of course. And minimum scarring is just around the nipple, just circumareola. And if you just do circumareola, if that's your only incision, then what you do is you take a donut of skin out and you tighten the skin that way. And you cinch it in. And that's where this purse string comes in, Jan. So you're just making a circumareolar incision. It's a circumareolar mastopexy. Benelli is the sort of name that's often associated with it. So it's just a, an incision around the nipple. Now, this is a lift now, not, not implants, although you can put implants in through that incision if you wanted to do a lift and implants. But it's, it's a lift incision. An implant incision doesn't take skin out. An implant excision, you can make a U underneath the areola, but you wouldn't be taking skin out. You wouldn't be doing purse strings. You'd just be stitching it up. So if you're talking about a purse string, especially when you're talking about things like Gore-Tex, um, then that's a um, that's a, a cinching suture, which is the one to do a, a lift. And I 
I don't do that very often at all, Jan. Uh, I personally, and this is always oh, my disclaimer, and I've got to say, Jan, personally, I feel that a Circumariola lift, okay, this is my opinion only, a Circumariola lift is not, I don't think it gives a very good lift. Now, I know that people say, well, I want less scarring, and I want to give you less scarring, but I want to give you a good result. And obviously, the least scarring is to do nothing. The most scarring is an inverted T, and you've got to sort of somehow go in between those two. So in my view, a Benelli or a Circumariola lift, I don't like them personally. Now, some people do and might get good results from it and all that sort of stuff, so that's fine. Let, let, you know, that's fine for them. But for me, I don't particularly like the Benelli lift, uh, so I don't really do this very often. The time that I do do it, Jan, is when I'm doing a man, a Circumariola skin reduction in a man, uh, because you can't really hide the scar on a man. So I do do a Circumariola. Uh, and then I would use, I wouldn't use a Gore-Tex, I'd use a, um, a nylon, but it's still similar sort of things, a permanent suture um, in order to do that purse string to get a long lasting result. So it doesn't ping apart because that's the worry. That's why I use a permanent suture often because it's a, it's a potential for it to ping apart. Now there are risks of using permanent sutures, but it's better because it's much, le much less likely to recur. So I don't like doing it on women for a mastopexy. Um, I do do it for men. I would do it maybe if there was someone who's a large area. Well, for an areola reduction, I would do it. So an areola reduction, again, I use the purse string with the, with the, um, with the nylon suture. But for a lift, I don't think it gives a good lift. I think you get a much better lift when you put the other scars in. When you put the other scar in, when you put the, uh, the, um, when you put the uh, vertical scar in, so when you make it into a lollipop, all of a sudden then you're not doing a purse string that no longer becomes a purse string because all of your skin reduction is not just around the nipple your skin reduction is coming is being taken off the sides as well and so you can just do a normal suturing around the nipple it's not a puckered you know when you do a circumariola mastopexy it's a puckered scar around the nipple because it's a big circle into a smaller circle once you turn it into a lollipop you're no longer puckering skin you're no longer doing purse strings you're correcting the skin in down into that lollipop incision if that makes sense so you don't have to do purse strings once you do a circum vertical does that make sense is that even the question you're asking anyway um hope that's helpful Sherilyn, i had a reduction with a lift and a year later my boobs sag but i went to poland um yeah well the uh, Sherilyn, tricky on that that's basically what you're looking at there is um often for me anyway it's it's patients expectation so they might have sags particularly if they're big but if we, what did you say you had a lift you had a lift so you had them made smaller so obviously if you have just a lift and you've got big breasts and you don't want them to be smaller they're acted on by gravity so they're more likely to sag again the bigger they are but if you had a lift then um you know it's all about patient expectation and it sometimes people feel that they sagged again but that might just be the natural tissues settling and like I was saying earlier, a natural breast shape. And sometimes people will think, I'm not happy about this. I had a lift. I want them up here. We can't let, or I had a reduction. I want them up here. We can't keep them up there. They do naturally sag, Sherilyn. So whether you go to Poland or whether you go to, um, um, you know, Peckham or I don't know, somewhere in England anyway. It begins with P. Um, so anyway, Peterborough, you know, it, it, you, you, it can still they settle, they settle. So that's about expectation, managing expectations before you do the surgery, because it's a nightmare if you do it afterwards, you spent, you know, 6,000 pounds or whatever, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds, I don't know what a breast reduction costs, but thousands of pounds. And then you have a, um, and then you, you they, they settle and we look at it and think, oh, that's all right, it's settled. And you're like, hold on a minute, they've sagged. So that's why you have to tell people pre-op, it's all about patient expectation. Sarah's got a big one. Sarah is buoyed by her win, her recent win. Oh, I've got to go up here now. Um, Sarah, I had, no, actually, what I'm going to do is do that. So I can fit my head in. I could go further back. Further back to fit my head in. I'm going to take the mic with me. Um, I had my 15-year-old implants, sorry, removed in September. I was very happy for the first three months as had an uplift too, but now my boobs have returned to the initial tubular shape I had pre-surgery. Can I have a revision to correct this again? They looked so good first of all, but now my breasts have sagged down and areola stretches again. Yes. 
Um, so Sarah, Jane, are you my patient? If you are my patient, then I would definitely look at helping you. I, I um, uh, now, as I say, they often do settle. You know, it's in, it's unusual for them to go to their tubular shape because a, a, a tubular breast or tuberous breast is often um, improved with a, uh, often with a sort of um, what's the word? I want to say variety, but I don't mean variety. I mean two things: combination. That's the word. Combination of um, implants and a lift. So that can often help the shape issue uh, of the, certainly the tubular shape issue. But they can sag again. Uh, the areola stretching again is often a problem, and it's often a problem with tubular breasts that the areola can be large and they can stretch again. That's why um, personally I use a uh, permanent suture often if I'm reducing the areola. Um, but reducing the areola would actually be part of the lift. Uh, it's a tricky one that, Sarah. If you're my patient, definitely I'll happily see you and see if I can fix things like the areola and fix the shape. Um, if you're happy with the size, actually, that's going to come to one of my questions. If you're happy with the size, it may be another lift. If, if surgeries can help, I don't know. I don't want to say too much on here because I have to see you really. But, um, yeah, that's... Um, that this goes back to what I was saying about the thing settling, whether it's just the thing set, whether the breast settling and a normal result, or whether it has gone back to the tubular shape and you've got a problem. It's hard to do to say without seeing. Shona says, hi, Shona, how are you? Sherilyn's on about the Madonna lift again. Here we go. She's off on one, guys. Where's Corinne when we need her? Right, Sherilyn, I don't know anything about the Madonna. It's a face thing, isn't it? And Malibu is a bunch of fillers and Botox. Sounds great. Malibu's a bunch of fillers and Botox. Okay. Um, uh, I spoke to Kurum about it, Sherilyn, and I said I needed his backup. But he's not arrived in my lobby. But then none none of you guys arrived in my lobby either because apparently you need the app. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. So, um, yeah, I'll have to look into the app situation. I don't know if you can do it on normal Facebook. See, I, I use this BeLive, the BeLive thing, to get this bit here, this here, this see i think it's good to show the uh show that and it also gets that no that that little picture although you could argue that's not really but uh that's why i use it but then maybe if i use normal facebook i can i don't know if i can share the screen with people on normal facebook you can on instagram i know that yan says yes oh god i can't remember what the question was now um oh yeah the first string of the cortex uh, Lynn and Co says hi. Hi, Lynn. Sherilyn, what happened? Mine went off. Did it? It went off. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Jan, muscle repair question, please. Muscle repair question, please. Oh, here we go. How likely is it to come undone? Oh, Sarah's not my patient. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, um, Go and see your surgeon, Sarah, is what I would say. Go and see your surgeon if you're unhappy. And as I say, it's all about patient expectation. Um, Jan, muscle repair question, please. How likely is it to come undone? Um, well, I would say very unlikely, Jan. Although if you were here last week, which I believe you were, um, someone's came undone, didn't it? <laughs> Someone was saying that theirs had come undone. But it's not very common for the muscle repair to come undone. What we do is we use um, a very heavy suture, either a permanent suture or a very long-term dissolving suture. Oh, it's got a little dark there. Um, and we, um, uh, it tends to be a loop suture, so you just pass it through the loop at the top. So there's no um, knots at the top, but that holds at the top. And then we put a really big, massive, great big knot at the bottom with lots of throws on it. I don't want to get too technical, but anyway, big knot at the bottom. Now, one of the worries is if you're using a permanent suture or a long-term dissolver is that you can feel that knot. So there's a technique to make that knot sit flat. But basically, it's a massive big knot, and it's um, and it's a very it's a pretty heavy suture. You know, it's a heavy for, certainly for plastic surgeons. We're not used to using big heavy sutures, but that's one of the times we do use big heavy sutures. So it is unlikely to come undone, Yan. But you do hear of it, don't you? And and we and I heard it last week. I haven't. I have one. I, I was going to say I haven't seen it. I've not had any patients who has um, full the full disclosure. I've not had any patients who it's come undone that I know of. Um, no one's come back to me who it's come undone. I have had one patient who had a problem, and that was a 
man who didn't have a tummy tuck. He just had diverification of the recti. And as I said last week, it's really hard to repair diverification of the recti if you're not doing a tummy tuck. At the time of the tummy tuck, it's easy. And it was a nightmare. I had to float the belly button. I had to get up from an, I used an abdominoplasty incision, had to go up um, and, and fix it from there. And it did come undone. I don't know what happened really. He, uh, but then the general surgeons came back and I think they made a cut there and repaired it. So, but still for a tummy tuck, it's very unusual. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about it, but at the same time, you have to know about all the bad things. Problem is if you look at there's so many bad things that can happen, but most people are fine. Uh, and so you need to take into account the bad things that can happen. I wouldn't put that high on the list of the things I'd worry about if I was having a tummy tuck. There are other things I would worry about more, um, you know, bleeding, hematoma, seroma, wound breakdown, DVT, PE. There are things that are more common with a dog ears, um, with a uh, tummy tuck, not I'll put you off tummy tucks, but, you know, the muscle repair coming undone is an unlikely complication, but it's up there. Sherilyn, okay, back. I'm back, Sherilyn. I'm, I, I didn't know I was gone, but uh, Sarah says, unfortunately, unfortunately, oh, unfortunately, not my page. Oh. Uh, sorry, thank you. Thank you. Your previous answer tied in nicely and answer a lot of my concerns. We'll speak to the surgeon I use. Yes, do, Sarah, because I think the main thing for you, Sarah, is to say, is it an abnormal thing that's happened or is it just the normal settling in terms of can it be improved with surgery or not? Helen's in the room. Nice to see you, Helen. How long would you leave necrotic skin from wound breakdown after uplift with implants before going back to surgery for debridement? This is a difficult question, Helen, because it's um, it's a difficult question and it's a difficult position to be in. And this is why people worry about lift with implants. Lift with implants is a big deal. The skin's tight. There's a risk of wound breakdown, which it will it is with a lift. But when you put implants in, that increases the tension. And also when you've got implants in, we worry about infection. Because if you get an infection when you've got the implants in, you have to remove the implants. So that is bad news. So a, a wound breakdown after uplift with implants is bad news and something we worry about and something you have to work closely with your surgeon. So, Helen, you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to do this to you. It's coming at you. Get ready. Here it comes. Boom, baby right? This is only my experience or my um, own personal opinion. Um, this is my own personal opinion. And I would say you need to stay close with your surgeon and do what your surgeon says. But in general terms, my opinion about wound breakdown in general is that I do tend to leave it. If it is dry, if you are well, if it is not infected, and wet and smelly and horrible. If it's wet, infected, smelly, horrible, you're in pain, particularly if you can see the implant. If you're ill, if you've got cellulitis around it, you know, if you've got a bad infection, it's not normally like that. But if it is, then you probably want to go back to theatre. The best way to treat it would be to take that implant out, to be honest with you. Once you take the implant out, the tension comes off the wound and it usually heals pretty well. You would debride the dead skin may need skin grass, may need to be able to close it up, whatever. And then you uh, could put the implant in a later date. But the problem with debridement is what you've got to think of is when you do wound debridement, wound debridement is like the perfect crime. You'll never get told off or you'll never be criticized for taking away too much when you do a wound debridement. Because what you want to do when you do a wound debridement, when you do a surgical wound debridement, you want to take all that dead skin off. So if there's any dubious skin and you're not sure whether that's going to survive or not, you take it off. Because if you leave dead skin behind after a wound debridement, then it's like, oh, God, you left wound debridement, you know, you left dead skin. So you tend to err on the side of moving, removing all the dead, non-viable and dubious tissue. So by definition, you end up taking more than if you let it settle and what we call demarcate by itself. So if the wound, if the implant isn't exposed or the implant might be out already, I don't know, um, but if the implant's not exposed and you're not unwell and you, I mean, I know it's horrible, but I would just, if you're not unwell and if it's dry, so if it's dry, if it's just a dry black scab, I would tend personally, I would tend to leave it. And the aim would be for that to leave it in time, that scab would separate, hopefully he'll leave a red healing wound 
and often you wouldn't even need debridement at all. It would just heal with dressings. It's a long haul. It sounds gross. And you might think, oh, my God, this is terrible. It's been going on for too long. I'm cheesed off. I want to go to theatre, in which case you need to have a conversation with your surgeon. And you could go to theatre, debride it and either close it or put a skin graft on it to get you to a resolution quicker. But in doing that, you would end up removing more tissue because you would not only remove the absolutely dead tissue, you'd remove the dubious tissue, which might have survived if you hadn't done debridement, if that makes sense. But as I say, you need to have a conversation with your surgeon. So if it's taking a long time and things, you might be thinking, goodness me, why are they delaying it? Why are they putting me through this misery? But they need to explain this to you if that's their thinking. That's my thinking anyway. Uh, that's where I am, Helen. And if that's something you're going through, and I, I think we've had this before, but you know, I hope I hope you're all right with that because it is really tough going through that sort of stuff and i hope you're trying to you know trying to stay positive it's easier said than done yeah and ah so it's the knot i could feel at the bottom of my fdlt junction well depends the knot of the the um, muscle repair suture is quite deep you might be able to feel it but you also have knots at the t-junction of your fdl in the skin so you'll have dissolvable sutures underneath the skin. So certainly if you're in the first sort of three to six months after surgery, it might be a dissolvable suture in the skin that you can feel. The knot of the muscle repair is quite deep, but if you can feel a thread sticking up, it might be, it might be that knot. And certainly if it's like a year or more after surgery, it might well be that knot. So it's not necessarily the knot just because it's at that T-junction because there are other dissolvable sutures there. Sherilyn, look at this, you'll keep it. Guys, I was worried because I didn't have any questions, but you're keeping this going. This is fantastic, Sharon. I wish we had the God, we've got to get the lobby sorted. Um, I had tummy tuck three years ago, and my right hip is hold on a minute, Sharon. Didn't you have something else in come on? All right. I had tummy tuck three years ago, and my right hip is numb where the scar is. Do you think I have nerve damage? Yeah, I, I had a patient like this um not that long ago. I had a patient complaining of hip, hip you know, there is a nerve that runs there. Um, and it's, uh, it's unusual because it's sort of, is it like South of the, South of the scar? Um, I, I wouldn't have said that was certainly not a common problem, but I had, I had a patient myself who had that, uh, not that long ago, who had sort of funny, wasn't really numb. It's had a bit of funny feeling below the scar sort of in, in, in the hip area. And there is a nerve that, that could potentially be damaged. Um, if you get nerve damage, I normally say it takes a long time to get better, nine to 12 months. You know, it might be battered, bruised, knocked about nine to 12 months for it to get better. So my patient was sort of relatively soon post-op. So I'm hoping I've just sort of knocked it or, you know, bruised and it'll get back to life. Now, if yours is three years down the line, it's unlikely to get better. But uh, in answer to your question, is it due to nerve damage? Yes, I think it probably is. But it's probably one of the sensory nerves in the skin. And often these don't cause long-term effects you know it's not going to have any motor effects it's not going to have any movement or anything like that but it's not very nice if you have a numb patch but we often borrow sensory nerves if we need to re um, restore nerves in the finger you know we take a little nerve from the from the leg sometimes and what have you so it's not very nice if you have a numb patch but you often sort of learn to live with it and it might get you know you, I think you learn to live with it more than it getting better really if it's three years post-op but um yeah probably is um, a bit of nerve damage uh, Sherilyn, uh, and I hope it's not too troublesome for you. Helen says I'm amazingly helpful. Thank you, Helen, um, and I hope I will try to help if I can. Um, Sherry, yeah, below the scar, yeah, unusual, Sherilyn, below the scar. But as I say, I can't talk because I had a patient with it the other day, so it is unusual, but it's uh, possible, obviously, because you've got it. Um, Jan, I'm seven months post-op and have tiny dog ears. My surgeon said revisions at nine months. Are they done under local? Yes, if they're tiny dog ears. Well, I've got to, I can't, can't find my disclaimer again, but it's, a, it's up to your surgeon. But yeah, usually, especially if they're small, dog ears are usually done under local. And uh, they often settle. But yeah, seven, nine months is probably reasonable to, to think about removing them. Uh, it just makes the scar a bit longer. But yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. Um, and uh, usually done under local. So you're awake, walk in, walk out. And not normally a big, big thing. Sarah Jane, these FB lives are really useful. Thank you. I'm hoping you're close enough to come to see for any future surgeries. Thanks, Sarah Jane. Um, Birmingham, Birmingham, I am. Um, so, yes. Uh, Helen, do you still work at the Priory? Yes, I do. I have a clinic in uh, Edgebaston and I do most of my work at the clinic. But, um, we I, and I'm, I've got other surgeons who work with me and I'm trying to 
builders for a team really um, and we work at the Priory and the Parkway those are the two hospitals we work at uh, when we do general anaesthetic when we do GA cases um, Sherilyn thank you thank you um, fantastic I'm blown away that's brilliant so I'm going to go to my my normal questions here but by all means uh, get stuck in uh, remind me about the eyelid one because I might forget that because I don't know where I don't know if I should get my email up should I get my email up um, should I do it on my phone so the eyelid one is oh no not the eyelid one I'm going to do a non-eyelid one um, how do you get firm breasts we've done that one so had tummy tuck with no mons lift can that be done can that now be done two years later uh, any sign of chrome on the email? Negative. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, often you don't even notice about the mons. Someone the other day said, "What's the mons?" The mons is it's about, it's, about, it's, it's where your pubic hair is. It's it's, it's the above your pubic bone. Um, it's it's sort of t top of your pubic hair area. Uh, so it's sort of below south. It's just below the tummy tuck scar. And often people don't know they've got a full uh, mons when they have a tummy tuck. Um, so because the, the abdominal apron is there so often it's not un, it's not unusual to have a tummy tuck and then think hold on a minute what have you done what have you put this big lump of fat there in my mons area and you're like I didn't put it there it was there already now there you can do a bit to the mons when you're doing a tummy tuck be limited what you can do to the mons so two years later perfectly reasonable go back do a bit of work on the mons maybe a bit of liposuction maybe a bit of excision it's a difficult it's a not a difficult area but an area you've got to be a bit careful about there is risk of complications there's a lot of um uh, lymphatics down there so there's risk of infections and seromas when you're doing things in the mons area you've got to be careful not to overdo it because you can lift the pubic hairline up you can lift the clitoris up which can be uncomfortable so you've got to be a, bit, a little bit careful when you're doing mons stuff uh, probably the sort of easiest maybe not easiest is not the right word but you know the first stage would be to a bit of lipo and then maybe a little bit of conservative skin excision if there is skin excess but it's something you've got to be a little bit careful about uh hold on a minute thank you i'm bright sarah jane i'm bright but travel to birmingham see guy stern for my ex-part well guy stern is an excellent surgeon and is a colleague of mine so you've chosen a fantastic surgeon there sarah jane and uh i know guy would have looked after you so guy is a great uh surgeon and a good friend of mine so joyce says hello hi joyce how are you good to see you virtually and i can see you in real life if you could join the lobby but you can't join the lobby because you need an app apparently but anyway it's good to see you i mean no you're seeing me but anyway thanks for coming and thanks for commenting joyce that's the main thing talking about commenting sherilyn eyelids yes so what we got sherilyn is we've got a we've got a question before the eyelids so the question before the eyelids is what's the difference between lift and reduction have i answered this i don't think i have have i so the difference between a lift and a reduction is basically a lift will tighten the breast, tighten the skin, move the nipple from a low place to a high place and move the whole um, breast up onto your chest. And the main question you want to ask someone if they want a lift um, slash a reduction is what size bra do you wear? Are you happy with that size? If you're happy with the size of bra that you're wearing and just unhappy with the shape, then it's a lift that you need. If you're unhappy with the shape, and unhappy with the size then if the size is too big you need a reduction if the size is too small you might need a lift and implants so a reduction is the same as a lift the markings are the same when you draw on the patient you draw the same markings and the landmarks and the way we work it all out is the same or similar uh, except with a reduction you are um, taking breast tissue out now, obviously, you have the nipple in the middle of the skin that you remove. That's why you can make the nipple any size you want. The nipple's often a bit big, or at least the areola. Because you're removing all the skin around the, the nipple and the areola, you can just remove some of the areola skin while you're doing a lift or a reduction. Um, and when you're doing a reduction, you're removing breast tissue. So you have to keep the nipple on a stalk of tissue, but you remove all the other tissue, uh, breast tissue from that, and you make the breast smaller as well as lifted. So if you're a you know g cup or a j cup or some big whatever cup if you want to be a smaller cup then it's reduction so it's a similar operation the scarring is similar often you're taking more skin with a reduction although not necessarily but so often the you often need the um, horizontal scar and it's often a bit longer 
fluoride reduction because the more skin you take out, the more scarring there is. And also there are more potential for complications. It's a bigger operation, basically reduction. It's more expensive. It's potential for complications. We send the tissue away for histology. Um, so there's an expense with that, but there's also increased risk of complications. So the complications themselves are the same, wound healing problems, nipple problems, um, asymmetry, dog ears, but it's just a little bit more with all the complications are a bit more with the reduction because it's a bit more of a bigger deal. Um, so Sarah Jane says he's amazing. Uh, I think she's talking about Guy Stern rather than me, but anyway, yes, I agree. He is. Mandy Moran says, hello, can any questions be asked? Well, Mandy, um, depends what you're going to ask. I mean, within reason, Mandy, um, mainly plastic surgery. Plastic surgery is my forte, um, but I'll have a go at any sort of questions. But if it's a plastic surgery question, you can definitely ask me anything you want. Well, you can ask me anything you want anyway. And if I can't answer it, I'll, have, I'll say I can't answer it. So go for it. Have a, have a bash. Um, I'll see how we get on. Now, past, having said plastic surgery, my forte is mainly breast and body contouring is what I do. Um, so we've got a question here. So I'll have a bash at the face type stuff. I don't do the face, the face stuff myself, but I haven't, I have done plastic. So in fact, I was going to be a head and neck surgeon when I was finished my training, I was doing head and neck cancer reconstruction and I was anyway, so I have done facial plastic surgery, but then later on, I just carried on and, um, specialized in breast and body. So, um, what's the procedure for upper eyelid surgery and what's the recovery like? Upper eyelid surgery is very um, common and out of all the facial aesthetic surgery, probably the biggest bang for your buck. Uh, it's the most, it's sort of the, um, I guess, easiest way to transform and rejuvenate your face with the least downtime and the best result and the least, you know, complications and scarring and what have you. So uh, upper eyelid surgery is also known as blepharoplasty and it removes taking the excess skin off your upper eyelid. Um, making your face look brighter, opening up your face, looking less, look, making you like look less tired. It's something that can be done under a local anaesthetic. So you stay awake. Uh, we do it in the clinic. Um, you do have a suture in there, which usually comes out after about a week, and you do have some stereo strips and little tape dressings. Now, the only thing about the eyelid, the eyelid has got very thin skin, and any bleeding in the eyelid can tend to track. And what it can do is it can often track to the under the eyelid so you can get a black eye, basically. So you can look like you've got a good black eye. So you might look like um, you've been through it a bit and you might not want to go to work um, for a week or two, depending on what it's like at work. If you go with dark glasses, you might want to go with dark glasses or what have you. But it can be. So uh, the surgery itself is not much downtime in and out the same day. Uh, go home with a little dressing on your eyes. Come back after we take the dressing off, take the stitch out. Um, but you will be a little bit bruised for a couple of weeks and it, there will be a scar there. But the beauty of the scar is it's hidden in your natural crease of your upper eyelid. So once it's settled, it's pretty hard to see. So it takes a couple of weeks for the bruising to, to settle down. And it takes a few months for the tissues to settle and for the um, swelling or what have you to all settle. To, so you can get an idea what your final results going to be like. But as I say, it is a very... Um, effective surgery to rejuvenate the face and uh, something we can do here in well not here because i'm at home there in the clinic um so mandy yes any sherilyn's in just as i why do you think mine drooped again in six months after having oh eyelid lift i thought it was a breast lift sherilyn or did your breast hold on a minute was it an eyelid that drooped after six months Oh yeah, your boobs, your boobs drooped as well. Um, what happens, Sherilyn, is when you have surgery, it's a bit swollen, it's a bit tight, it's a bit tense, and then it settles. So if, if you talk about a time scale of six months, it probably didn't droop again. It probably was just there was swelling to start off with, which made, made it look a bit sort of tighter. And then when the swelling went, you realized, hold on a minute, it's not as tight. And this is one of the problems with surgery because we don't want to overdo things. Um, upper eyelid, not so much, but particularly lower eyelid, you've got to be really careful of overdoing it because if you take away too much tissue with the lower eyelid, you can pull the eyelid away from the eye. You, with the upper eyelid, <clears throat> excuse me, you might not be able to close your eye. If you take away too much tissue, you you know you you go to sleep and you can't close your eye properly, and your eye 
your eye dries out and things. So you, we're always worried about taking away too much tissue. And so the, you know, the flip side is you're not going to be happy if we take away too much tissue and you can't close your eye, obviously. But also you're not going to be happy if you're saying it's drooped again. That maybe suggests not enough was taken out. I don't know. It's hard to say without seeing you. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe because often when you first have this stuff done, you think, oh, my God, I can't close my eyes. Oh, my God, it's terrible. It's all too tight. Same with your breast. Oh, my Lord, it's too tight. It looks ridiculous. But in time, it settles and it looks OK. So maybe yours was sort of just looking okay to start with. And then when it settled, it looked droopy. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure it wouldn't have drooped again after six months. It would have just settled after six months. And that maybe means that that maybe not, not enough was taken out. So both did, Sherilyn. Oh, dear. Yan, your Q&As are always answered very well. Thank you. Top bloke. Top bloke here. Here's a top bloke. It's all it's all reversed in my thing. Thanks, Yan. You're a staunch supporter. I'm very, very grateful to you. Mandy's in. New entry at number one. Mandy's taken the plunge. She's asked a question. Thank you. I'm 12 weeks post-op TT Mr. Lipo. What is this Mr. Why is everyone use Mr. Lipo? Um, when can I start exercise? Between breast and belly button seem to be a lot bigger than before. Is there anything I could have done to reduce this? Between breast and belly button. Okay. Um, right. Mandy, first of all, check with your surgeon. Where's my disclaimer? I, I'll give you my view on it, but it is my view. Disclaimer. Sorry. This is my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. And you better check with your surgeon. Uh, 12 weeks post-op, your early days, Mandy check with your surgeon they will know exactly what they've done and they'll be best to uh, best to advise you but i'll just talk in general terms after tummy tuck and mr lipo um you can start i would not well again personally i say to people after about six weeks you can start to get back into things now that just means start getting back into things listen to your body don't say i said it's okay and then you go and do these um what is it? The circuits and stuff that people do at the gym and the crazy stuff. So you can start gently get back, gently getting back into things. I would say, and again, this is me. And with the Mister Lipo, I know that Mister now is muscle repair. Um, with the muscle repair, um, obviously it's going to be uncomfortable when you use your core. So you've got to be a bit careful with that. And listen to your body. So twelve weeks, I would say you can get into things, but listen to your body. If it hurts, back off. If it doesn't hurt, carry on. And again, this is my personal view is you can do pretty much anything you want within reason as long as you start gently. And if it doesn't hurt, you build up. Don't go crazy. Don't go on some big run that you can't come back from or start swimming miles or something. But start gently getting into things. And if it doesn't hurt, if it doesn't swell, then you can build it up. If at the end of the day it's all swollen and it's all ten tender, you think, oh, God, I've done too much. And because everyone's different and you've got to see how you go. But that's my view on that. I think 12 weeks you can start getting into things gently and then build it up. Between breast and belly button seems to be a lot bigger than before. Do you mean the distance between your breast and your belly button? I.e. is your belly button low? Is that what you're saying? Your belly button's low? Seems to be a lot bigger than before. Is there anything I could have done to reduce this? If you're saying your belly button's low, the distance between your breast and your belly button is more than it was before. There's not. Oh, sorry, I've still got my disclaimer up. There's nothing uh, you could have done to reduce this. This is a surgical thing. We decide where we place the belly button and we try and place it in those landmarks or where we try and place it. So, um, no, you couldn't have uh, unless you meet. Or is it full too much fullness between your breast and your belly button? Is that what you mean? You've got fullness in the upper part of your abdomen. Um, oh, hold on, I should be scrolling. Oh, God, I'm missing all these comments. Um, so. Yeah, so if it's the distance, there's nothing you can be done. To be honest, there's nothing you could have done anyway with either of the questions. If you've got a lot of fullness in the upper part, then you can do exercise to reduce that. Exercise often helps that bit. Uh, or some lipo, but probably lipo after the time. So when you've had repair and lipo, they probably did lipo to the sides rather than the central bit, did they? Often with lipo, we don't do uh, lipo to the top bit when we're doing a tummy tuck. Um, I hope that's all right, Mandy. Don't want to put you off new question there, but yeah, if you clarify the between breast and belly button thing, Sherilyn says I'm right. Thank you, Sherilyn. 
uh, about the swelling and the tenseness and stuff. Uh, Joyce, I'm going to Manchester. Nice use of the number two there. As Birmingham was too far. Oh, two twos. That's just a TO two. I'm going to two Manchester. You'd have been better off using the two for that two and then using the TO for two Manchester. But anyway, we're not going to analyze the comment. Okay, let's just move on. You know, however you're going to use your twos. But anyway, that was too far with a Hassan Suleiman for breast reduction. Remember, I told you I had a stent in, so I'm excited. <laughs> You're excited because you got a stent in. Yoo-hoo! Excellent. Yes, I do think, uh, Joyce, it is good to not go too far from home. It's better to go close to home. And so it is good if you're closer to Manchester. That'll be good. So it is very exciting. And it is very exciting having a breast reduction because that is a big deal. It's a big body deal. And it will be hopefully a great improvement in your quality of life. So that is excellent news. Joyce and good luck with that and I hope Hassan Suleiman looks after you um, so Sherilyn Lol, Mr Lipo equals must repair and lipo yeah I know I've been taught Sarah Jane I was joking about it just then but I didn't know about that until someone put something about Mr Lipo yeah I don't know I don't know where I think someone has started doing that and then you everyone else someone's seen it and as if it's a normal thing i've got to tell you mr is not and is not widely used for muscle repair not in my world anyway everyone else seems to know that it's muscle repair but mr is not an acceptable abbreviation in my world i think it needs to be explained because it does look like mr um yeah, and that's not even funny. Good look at that alternative, you know, always up for an alternative career. Brilliant and funny. That's what you want. Brilliant and funny. No, I mean when I look down, I look pregnant. Okay, got it. So that means yeah. Okay. So what what um that's nothing you could have done, Mandy. It's uh you got a, probably got a bit of fullness in the upper part of the of the tummy. It's hard to do anything to that when you do a tummy tuck. The tummy tuck is mainly looking at the lower part of the tummy and recontouring that. Now, it does pull the skin from the upper part down. So often the bit in the upper part of the tummy is made better, but you've obviously still got some fullness up there. So as I say, weight loss can help that. So weight loss might help. Um, or as I said, liposuction. But we wouldn't. you might say, well, I had liposuction when I had the tummy tuck they probably wouldn't have done liposuction or at least they wouldn't have done a lot of liposuction to that bit because when we're putting the skin down the blood supply all comes in that bit so you don't want to be sticking a liposuction in that bit because if you interrupt the blood supply the wound might not heal as well as we like so we tend not to do liposuction when we do the surgery but you might now be a candidate to have some liposuction to that area now it's a good it responds well to liposuction that so it's very full you are very welcome, Mandy. Thank you for that. Joyce, thank you. And good luck in Manchester. You are going to have a great time, I hope. Well, maybe not a great time, but, you know, good. Oh, anyway, I hope it all goes well with your surgery. And that is me. And before I go, if you've got a comment, please do. I'm going to sort out my, my um, lobby. Kuram hasn't texted me. I don't know if he's been trying to get into my lobby or not. I'm sorry he wasn't here. I wanted to ask him about Malibu and whatever the other one, Malibu and Madonna lifts. Um, if you are uh, on YouTube, go to my channel. I am a YouTuber as well as a Facebook liver. I have got, I don't know how many, hundreds of subscribers, literally 217 subscribers I think we're at. So uh, pretty, um, pretty popular youtube channel i think you'll agree um sherilyn says what's next week i've got no idea what's next week sherilyn whatever comes between this week and next week i know i've still got your malibu and your madonna outstanding question outstanding if i can get karam in the lobby if i could I, I don't know what i've got to do about this be live app i'll have to look into this be live app thing that maybe i can give it to karam so he can come into the lobby um Maybe I can just do it on Facebook to, to do a split. I don't know if Facebook allows me to do split screen stuff. Um, but in terms of what's next week, Sherilyn, it's whatever questions are asked between now and then. Um, I'm, I'm, I wing this, Sherilyn. There's nothing planned about it. Uh, it's totally just whatever comes up. Yeah, you and your facelift, Sherilyn. I know you love your facelifts. And I did ask Kurum to be on today. Uh, but... Um, I don't know whether he's not been able to or I know he's in theatre this afternoon and whether he's finished by now, I don't know. Um, so if I can get Kurum on, Sherilyn, please 
ask him facelift questions. And I'm sorry that I'm uh, I'm not your man. But um, yeah, I will try and get Karim on next week, Sherilyn. I will tell him that you uh, asked and I will answer any other questions that come up between now and then. And I don't know if we're doing another one of these prize draw things, uh, but congratulations, Sarah Jane, for winning that one. Where is it there? And I will ask whatever is answer whatever is asked of me um, this time next week seven o'clock I will see you there I hope thank you for amazing comments and uh, uh, and interaction see you Yan thank you for participating and I will be here seven o'clock Tuesday night and I'm going to end the broadcast and go and have a lie down thank you click the button have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.